Good to be with you again. Uh, I think it was only about a month ago. So uh, what we're going to do is talk about a few new products. It's not really uh, so much education today as I'm normally used to giving, but it's going to be a discussion on there. Uh, now I'm going to, we'll have two cameras here. I don't know if the other camera is working yet. No? It, it disconnected? It's, I, I see it, but it looks frozen. How about that? Okay, real quick. It looks frozen. So go back to video. And there we go. Ah, there we go. Now it's technical, unfrozen. technical challenge. Uh, you know, a usual Brad, what can I say? Uh, so we're <laughs> going okay. to talk about it. We only got a half hour today and uh, I've got, I've got probably five things I can talk about really quickly. So uh, last year we introduced uh, the SF4 Schubert helmet, uh, which is an 8860, uh, 2000, uh, FIA 8860, 2018, non-ABP. The non-ABP means that it doesn't have the built-in Xylon strip, which is required for like F, uh, F1. Uh, up until now, we've only had this in the, in the smaller size shell, which is basically 54, 55, 57, 58, and 59. Uh, so the, a lot of our uh, NASCAR drivers that are more oriented and have some larger heads, uh, we now will have uh, available in January. We've got the homologation done for uh, two new sizes, which is in a larger shell. So it's a 60, 61. Uh, which is, this is a, uh, and then we have a 61 plus, which is what this is. It's still under three pounds. It's made from T1000 carbon in an autoclave. Uh, we have it available with integrated electronics, uh, the same as we have in our, our SP1 helmet that we've had uh, out in carbon. It retails for $5,200. Um, it has 16 channels for uh, airflow. And just like all of our other uh, Schubert helmets, the EPS inside, has channels built into it so that uh, the airflow coming into the top, uh, or we have a, a, a top air that goes around to the front, air and top and bottom will come in and will flow through the helmet regardless of how tight it is down to the top of the head. Uh, and then in the back, it's got uh, six channels to get the hot air that comes in to let that hot air come out. Uh, so get a good flow through the helmet, uh, very comfortable, and we can do a lot of fine tuning with it. So we have actually little pieces of foam and different adjustments that we can make to really optimize the helmet. Uh, you know, your dealer or through HMS, we work with the drivers individually and make sure it's a custom shaped and then that stays and that works perfect. And we can reproduce that on numerous uh, situations. Um, the visors, as with all Schubert helmets, uh, it is a visor that is a, uh, a 3D injection molded visor, which is unlike uh, most anybody else's visor right now. And incorporating into it is a, is a pin lock, which is an extra piece of uh, plastic, uh, which, which is a, or Lexan inside. And what that does is it creates a pocket of air between the outside of the visor and the inside of the visor, which prevents uh, the visor from fogging up without having any kind of a chemical or a spray or a coating on it to prevent the, the fogging. So that's a, it's a great, and also the 3D injection molder gives you barely, uh, virtually uh, distortion free. So it eliminates any kind of distortion that you typically get from a bent Lexan visor. So very cool, that works with all of it. All of the accessories as far as, uh, you know, little ducts and cooling and fins and uh, top air systems work with our ST4 carbon, our ST4 8860, they work with our ST1 carbon, and they'll even work now with our new, this is a new CMR, uh, it's a Schnell 
FIA uh, uh, CMR 2016 standard, brand new, 2.4 pounds. It's a, it's, a, it's a carbon helmet made in an autoclave and it's specifically for carting. Uh, it goes down to size 53. So we go 53, 55, 56 in a small shell. Uh, and that one is, is basically uh, 2.4 pounds. And then if we go to the larger shell, which will be 57 and then a 58, 59, and that goes up to 2.62 pounds, but still very light. Our SF4 is about 2.8 pounds. Uh, it's, it's the lightest helmet that we know of uh, that's out there. We've measured it compared with other helmets of the same size with the same fitting. Uh, the finish of it, uh, both the helmets, if you, if you, if you see, you know, the finish of the CMR helmet is gonna come in this beautiful matte finish. Uh, the airflow through these helmets are amazing. I have an SP1 helmet that I use for track days and I can be in my, in my E46, I can be going down the front straight, windows open, and I can actually feel airflow coming over the top of my head just from the helmet without any top air, without anything else. So the airflow is really phenomenal in all, in all of the Schubert helmets. So now if we, uh, we kind of move on. So that's, that's new stuff that's coming in uh, with, with helmets. We'll have these, we'll have them at the PRI show. So stop by our booth uh, and, and visit uh, and, and take a look at the newest products. Uh, also new this year, which is really a, a very keen product, is this, uh, it's a combination earbuds with a mic. Okay, so what this is, is opposed to being a, a crew person and actually having you put on your headset and wear that headset through a whole big endurance race like an IMSA or 24 hours of Daytona or Sebring or any of those. Uh, what this does is you basically have our Hermes uh, headset, which we introduced last year, and the Hermes uh, earbuds are a very soft silicone uh, with uh, many different tips that you have here that you can place whatever tip which is gonna fit tight into your ear. They're extremely comfortable, <coughs> but it, it has a tremendous amount of noise reduction. And so what this kit comes with is it comes with a push to talk button, uh, which you can clip onto your, onto your belt along with uh, the radio is not included, but it comes with the connection to go into the, into the radio. So now what you have is as opposed to having a headset with a push to talk button, <coughs> I'm fighting a cold from all of last week. So excuse me if I'm uh, going from that, but it's a very, very, very comfortable set. And because the ear tips are removable, it's not like you have to have one set for every crew member. You can share it between crew members when you're <coughs> moving along. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm gonna take a little water here. <laughs> no problem. I, I like the idea yeah. of the, uh, as far as the earpiece <coughs> being interchangeable and all of that. That actually looks like a, a pretty convenient and cost-effective system. It's very effective, and also the, the you know when you wear a headset, and you you know because you've been at the track and you've been wearing a headset for a whole event, it gets to be pretty uncomfortable. So right. this gives you uh, this, the noise reduction you would get from a headset, but it gives you <coughs> a really small <coughs> mic, excuse me, uh, that uh, that picks up its noise reduction mic. So you when you're talking, even if there's a big car next to you, people are going to be able to hear because it's a directional mic. So it's a really cool set. It's going to sell. Uh, it's going to sell for under four hundred dollars, or it's going to be right around four hundred dollars. Uh, so it's a great, a great setup. Very simple. Uh, works with you know any any kind of radio system out there, and it's perfect for the pit crew, for race race control, uh, for anybody. <coughs> even <coughs> excuse excuse me. Even it's going to be a bad one. It was a rough <laughs> rough week last week. <laughs> I understand. 
have a lot of friends um, uh, right up yeah. where you are that have been going through the same thing, Joe. Right. So um, really a great setup for all that. The next thing I want to talk about really quickly is going to be our uh, race receiver. Uh, so basically the race receiver was, was set up uh, to replace kind of that, the standard race receiver that's out there. But basically we found that the, the reliability, the, the durability of them wasn't all that great. Um, the, you know, navigating through the screens, uh, there was no squelch control. There were a number of features that were kind of missing off of the standard race receiver. Uh, the size of this is quite small. It's uh, rechargeable. It'll run uh, over a whole weekend without any problem uh, there. And it can be used for any kind of uh, circle track racing where, you know, you're not, where you're not allowed to have, where you're not allowed to have a radio. <laughs> so I'm going to die here soon. So hold on. That's okay. Yeah. Take your time, Joe. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole race, receiver, the one way communication effectively from the tower to the competitors um, is just whenever that technology started coming into racing uh, has almost been a bit of a godsend, especially as it relates to lineups and different things like that on the racetrack. So to see it evolve, uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So all these things, so all of, you know, we bought this a company called racing communications about six years ago and we've been evolving the product line uh, within it. So uh, the Racecom, <clears throat> uh, you know, we, we introduced a couple of years ago a thing called Trackcom, which has become a very predominant uh, instructor, student communicator. All of the accessories that we develop with, 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 with Trackcom are accessible and work with all of the other kind of components that we have. Now, a couple of years ago <coughs> with COVID, we developed a thing called the Chaser. And what the chaser was is a two a little device that uh, that connects. Pull it out here. I'm having a good day here today. So this is the chaser device here. We'll let let uh, that be connected. Now this will connect to your phone. And uh, what we did for lead follow when uh, when we had COVID is we had two of these chaser devices which could be connected to the telephone uh, from each person. And you could have one car, one student in, in the car and you have an instructor before. And the instructor could have up to five students out on the track at the same time, all connected through the phone call and could then do communicate, could then communicate with them just like you would if you were sitting right next to them. And it was a very effective tool. <coughs> it allowed, allowed lead follow instruction to go well. But now that we're pretty much over the COVID and I didn't have COVID, so thank God for that now with this. Um, what we did is we said, hey, what else can we do with this device? And so uh, one of our one of our uh, R&D, our director here, uh, John Gaskins, had a bunch of friends that were racing uh, Specky 46. And what they liked to do is they wanted to, they wanted to have a way to talk to each other while they were racing because they don't really use racing radios to communicate back to the track so much. But, and that gets to be a very expensive process. So what they did, they said is, hey, give us something that we can all talk and we can all shoot the, shoot the uh, whatever with each other um, and, and, and hear what's going on. So we came up with this really cool thing. We took our chaser, we connected it with a special uh, 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 or, you know, kit, a push to talk kit. This will connect to helmet electronics like an IMSA connector or to a Stilo or to a Roo helmet, whatever you want. Plugs into that. And then we have a push to talk button which can be attached to the steering wheel. Now, what you do is you have your phone in the car. 
you initiate a phone call with the chaser unit. And then we use we used uh, different uh, applications that, uh, such as um, um, <coughs> Discord, TeamSpeak. That's a, it's basically an app that mm -hmm. anybody can sign on. You have a session. Anybody can sign on to that session and you can go ahead and you can uh, communicate. <coughs> I am going to make it through this one. I apologize. Um, <laughs> You're okay. It, it, it's a tough one. Um, so what happens now is you can go out on the racetrack and you can be talking with your buddies who are racing. You can hit to push the talk. Now, the only thing that's heard is when somebody put, hits the press to talk. You can communicate. You can be swearing to yourself or something. And, you know, that's not going to be heard. But as soon as you hit the push to talk button, then that's there. The other kind of cool thing is, is that like your wife or your spouse or, or, or whoever could be listening in to the same Discord session and they can hear the communication going back and forth. So you can have a driver saying, you know, that was a crappy line through there. You know, you're, you're slow as whatever and blah, blah, you know, and it's, and these guys have like taken off. We've got a group of probably 20 of them out there now and they're out there racing and it's just uh, <coughs> having a, a really good time. The other thing you could do with it is a lot of uh, a lot of schools, uh, race schools now are doing or track days things are have like an A plus group. And what that A plus group is doing is it's a bunch of it's maybe eight or nine people going out all together and they're doing some advanced exercises. They're doing side by side. They're doing passing exercises. They're doing different things. You could use this system, the SD5K, very inexpensively with all of the same communication headsets, like we have a student room that we use with intercoms with just regular uh, student instructor thing. You can use all of those components with the ST5K. And now I've got that whole group, which is all communicating together. So you can have like the, the team leader who's out with the with five or six cars in the A plus group. They can be saying, okay, we wanna do some practice like uh, hot stops to you know check tire pressures, or we wanna do that, or I wanna have, okay, I want you know team, you know the group B, of this thing, I want you guys to go past and, and, and do this certain thing. So it's a way to communicate with, uh, with all the other people. You could also do it to instruct from different corners. So what I could do is I could have instructors out at three or four different corners. I have my A plus group all with the communication in place. And now I can say, as, as they go through, I can give feedback to individual cars and, and the communication going through. So it's a, a terrific way to communicate and it's much cheaper. So you're looking at a starting price of about $250 to get into an SD 5K for an individual. Whereas if you were to do just a radio, like to a pit crew to a radio, you're talking about a digital radio kit with you know headset for one and the other, you're talking about $1,100 or $1,200. So it's a really inexpensive way to get into uh, having a communication system that's effective. And we've tried it. Now we've been at VIR, at Road Atlanta, Road America, um, uh, Watkins Glen. And in all these places, we've had a sufficient connection with the phones, with a, via internet or via, via Wi-Fi or via cell phone that we can keep that connection going. And we've, we've proven it and it's worked exceedingly well on all of those uh, different applications. So Joe, I'm, I'm curious with that system, does it work more like a clear comm? Whereas if three people have their buttons mashed, everyone can talk at once, or is it like a two-way radio where this person? No, if, if everybody has their if everybody has their button talked and pushed, then they can. It's a it's kind of a clear comm. Wow, that's that's so fascinating. Actually, I mean, just right. with an open system like that, in especially in the application which you're talking about. 
Right. And I think, you know, we're going to find a lot more use for it in, uh, in uh, off-road uh, dirt track racing uh, and all of those, you know, in, in those kind of areas. Uh, I mean, people who are doing like social media, people doing drifting and doing special events, <clears throat> it's a way to engage with your fans. So you can say, hey, there's going to be a Discord session. Um, uh, <coughs> <coughs> I'm out in an open road race. I want to. I want to communicate with my fans as I'm going along. Hey, this is what's going. This is what happened. You know, this part of the stage. You know, hey, yeah, we just had a just had a flat tire. We're going to be here changing that thing. You know, you can listen. And so, as much as they want to, you know, hit the push to talk. You know, they're they're in and can do a live feed. You could have a navigator in the car who could do a run a running navigation the whole time. Whatever you want to do. So it's really. A very flexible, very uh, dynamic system, uh, which I, I don't think there's anything else on the market uh, currently that, that does anything like that at that kind of price point <clears throat> that has so many different accessories that you can put with it. You know, So for the very basic system, you don't need your whole helmet to be wired up. You can use a student boom, which you just stick up in your ear uh, you know, and have as the mic, and you don't need to wire anything into your, your helmet. It, it works with all of the, the standard traditional student instructor type uh, here, uh, you know, speakers and booms and, and everything, or it works with the full racing setup that you might have. So <coughs> it's a really, it's a really good setup as far as that goes. Now that is a really good setup. Uh, Joe, we have a couple questions from the chat as well. Sure. I, I am curious, and, and you might've mentioned this too, uh, with the Schubert helmets, uh, with the new shell sizes coming out and i think you mentioned uh, are they fully customizable and as far as like different size cheek pads and different things like right. that my head, can i shape it to my head effectively exactly so all of the all the schubert helmets are the all the s the sp1 which is the standard carbon helmet and the sf4 helmet they all use the same cheek pads crown pads <clears throat> so i can fit i can fit uh everything uh you know i can i can just pop i can just pop the cheek pad out and then I can and I can replace it, you know, whatever you need. And so, uh, and and when you buy it from your your dealer or if you buy it from HMS, you know, we will go through a whole fitment process and we'll you know we'll take it out, we'll swap out different cheek pads, you know, and and just basically, you know, helmet fitment is really critical. You when you put a helmet on, it should be very tight, but it shouldn't create any individual pressure points. Um, the super cheek pads are a little bit different than, than some of the other, uh, other cheek pads that are out there in that the foam is rigid around the outside piece here. So it, it's a more, a little bit more rigid. It's not rigid, but it's a little bit more rigid around the outside, which gives you a good seal, but doesn't keep the pressure right in the middle of your cheek. So. You can still get the tight fitment, fitment that will allow require the your skin to move as you're moving the helmet side to side and up and down, but you'll get a, a good tight fit. That tight fit also helps with noise reduction. So the Schubert helmet, when you put a Schubert helmet on, you're going to find that it really comes you know pretty low to the back, and it's going to and it's going to be a little bit hard to get in. So, but once you get in, you're going to find it to be quite quite comfortable. And what we often do is when we're fitting the helmet first, is we remove the cheek pads entirely, we put it on and fit the top part of the head first, then we go and we work on the cheek pads. So the first person can see that, okay, it's gonna be, it's comfortable here. Well, maybe I need a little, you know, a, a millimeter of, of extra foam back here, or a little millimeter of extra foam up there, you know, and, and we can adjust all that. And then the crown pad, 
So all of our crown pads, they have a soft foam on the inside. This is gonna be against your head and they have a more rigid foam on the outside. And the purpose of that is, and I don't know if we can see inside the helmet enough, probably not uh, with lighting. I don't know if you can get in there with lighting and you can see, I don't know if you can, you see a cha the channels inside the top of the helmet? I can see where like the holes are, where the vents come through from the channels. Okay, I, well, yeah, right you can see it, that, the reflection. There are, mm -hmm. there, are some, there are some channels. So basically all of the vents have channels which distribute the air throughout the helmet. So when the air is coming in, if you have a top air system or if you have a scoop that's on here, it's bringing that air in, it's bringing it down and then it's dispersing it through the various channels that are already pre-cut within the EPS. <coughs> also, uh, for the microphones, we have already, you know, most helmets before, you know, in the past did not have specific locations for microphones, for, um, for water systems and everything else. So there's a specific place in the Schubert helmet where all of that, the routing of that has already been done. So now FIA helmets uh, should never be drilled. Okay, one of the things we see a lot of times, if you show up at, a, at a, um, an IMSA event, or an SRO event where they require an 8860 helmet, if they see a radio piece attached to the side that's been riveted through the shell, they won't let you use the helmet. So anytime you have an 8860 helmet, it is absolutely not allowed to add anything to that helmet or to make any go through the shell for any purpose. Now, uh, Schubert has authored, you know, we, we have these holes here and you can use this, uh, like the front of it here, you could take this screen out and you could use that to feed a water tube in if you wanted to do it. But you can't actually drill any extra holes anywhere in a helmet for a top air for anything. And that's a standard, that's an FIA standard. And, I, and IMSA has become very strict on that. I've heard rumors even that NASCAR is going to, since they allow FIA helmets and they're actually including FIA 8860 and 8859 helmets in their spec for 2023, that you know, along with FIA, requirements, they are going to look and make sure that you've not drilled your helmet and you've not violated any of the FIA standard that's required, you know, in, in that particular circumstance. And that's going to be a oh, bit of a change. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I think from yeah, our yeah. last, from our last uh, talk, I, last month, we did a little safety thing and we talked about, you know, fires and we talked about some of the other things. I, I have to announce uh, that NASCAR, I, from what I, what I understand from the new rules, is going to require full underwear now, finally, which is something oh. that I've been pushing and pushing for a long time, but they're going to require full fire-rated underwear, you know, FIA or SFI-rated uh, underwear 3.3, and I think that's a, that's a huge step up. Uh, so, you know, I, uh, kudos to NASCAR for finally getting that done. It's something that, that needed to be done. And, and, and it's finally, you know, it's finally in place for next year. Uh, but I think, you know, safety is, is, is something, it's, it's an evolution. You know, the way I think we, everybody's learning a lot more about how helmets, you know, should fit and making sure that they're fitting properly. Uh, I know that we get a lot more people to come in and spend more time than I think they might've done in the past. I think they're learning that, you know, I love to sell you a Schubert helmet, but if the Schubert helmet does not fit your head, it's not the helmet for you. And I strongly encourage anyone buying a helmet not to buy it mail order. Go to a reputable dealer and find a, a dealer that can, will spend the time with you, will we'll let you get it fitted. We even, when you come in here to look at the helmet, we will even uh, let you take it home. You can wear it 
watching TV for 45 minutes or playing on it, playing with your sim and make sure that we get the fitment right before you take it out and, 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 and get it done. And I think that's absolutely critical, you know, with a helmet uh, to, to do that. And then make sure that when you install electronics in the helmet that you don't, uh, in the process of installing electronics that you don't like crack a cheek, a cheek pad or a chin pad where, the, where you're rout, routing a microphone behind it, make sure that, you know, you're very careful if you have to put a little indentation in the EPS or something in order to get that to fit, make sure that you're very, very, very careful not to crack it. If you crack a cheek pad EPS foam or if you crack the chin pad EPS foam, you need to see if you can get a replacement for that component, you know, from, from your dealer. Uh, because that's that's what your safety is depending on. And then remember that there are really two parts of safety of a helmet. There's the outer shell, and then there's the inner liner, okay? The outer shell is designed to protect you against impact, okay? So if you drop the, the, the helmet off the top of your car, okay, you're not gonna hurt the foam inside. It's still gonna give you the concussive protection, but you don't know if you've damaged the shell. And it's virtually impossible, even for the manufacturer to easily tell whether the, high, the, the integrity of the shell has been violated. But once the integrity of the shell has been violated, you know, that's a problem. The other thing is, is don't put something on your helmet that's so rigid that in an impact, if you have something that, that's, you know, metal, that if you were to hit it, it's gonna create a load point into the shell, the helmet, that's gonna make the shell create, you know, a break or, or create a problem with the shell much more, and it could put a, a higher load into your head. The other thing is, is if you get into an impact, uh, a frontal impact in particular, and your Hans device or your head and neck restraint has really been activated, you know, strongly. Uh, we got Cody Ware's helmet back, and I mentioned this the last time for after his uh, his frontal at uh, I forget what track it was, but Texas. the front part of his yeah Texas, the front part of his helmet here was was compressed almost a quarter of an inch. So that helmet has served its purpose. It's no longer. Uh, a good helmet to use because that EPS no longer is going to give you the same level of protection. The next time, if he were to get into a similar impact and use the same helmet, you would see that uh, he would move, you know, he does all that acceleration into that front part and it would be a greater uh, injury to, you know, possibly to his head. So you really need yeah. to be careful with, with those kind of things. Definitely. Well, well, Joe, we hope you start feeling better here pretty soon. As yeah, always, thank you. I think I'm we sorry. could probably go I another apologize. two hours. <laughs> Yeah, I apologize uh, for that. Uh, I want to get better before PRI because I know that's the, the next place that you're going to, you know, everybody gets the PRI stuff. And of course, what's the forecast for PRI? 20 degrees, blowing winds, you know, at night. And so as we're walking to dinner, we're all going to be freezing to death again. Yeah, well, hey, appreciate what you and HMS Motorsport do, Joe. Always, always, always here for you. Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. 
Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.